You're tuned in to the MBIT podcast, led by Seamus Madan. Economic and financial topics broken down, educating you on your financial journey. Hey, everybody, welcome to the MBIT podcast in which we discuss personal finance, tech, and entrepreneurship. Today, we whipped up a wonderful episode for you guys. Uh, we have a very special guest, Michael Sikand joins us to talk about his business, Our Future, which is a media company designed to educate Gen Z on business. So first off, thank you, Michael, for taking the time to hop on the pod. How are you doing today? Good, man. Just uh, got off to a great start today. Walked my dog, drank some coffee, got on a few calls. Um, really inspiring calls, actually. Um, one of which was with a friend who is looking for some help with his content. He's creating a climate finance app. It's super cool. It's called Climatized. Um, really driven guy. You just meet those people, right? And you know they're going to be successful. Right. This guy's allowing you to, you know, acorns? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So this app allows you to invest your spare change in renewable energy projects. And I think it's genius. Uh, that's neat. Yeah, that is. Yeah. I mean, we see we see the transition here into climate change as being a big focus, especially on the next generation. We're seeing it with the Tesla cars. We're seeing it um, with clothing. And we haven't seen that with investing yet. Um, I know I just interviewed uh, someone else who was on the podcast the other day. Uh, he's got this company named On Me Patch, which is a clean, uh, transparent patch that you can put on your skin that gets rid of all the fillers of medicine. So it's supposed to be more uh, transparent, which is where the climate's going. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's pretty interesting. So what specifically is how how does that platform work? Yeah, so it's like. That he was talking about making it like acorns for climate. So like you invest your spare change in projects that not only have a return on investment, but are also advancing the transition to sustainable energy. Uh, you know, for example, a school in like, you know, Arkansas wants to build solar panels. You know, I can invest my spare change in that project. I can help fund it. The platform makes money via a referral fee to that project because they have the audience, the users, and we'll get a percentage of the investment. So it's a good business model. I think I need some work on that end, but yeah, like Robin Hood of climate finance, right? I think in investing, everyone wants to put their money uh, in places where it's like changing and impacting the world. But uh, at the moment, like in the investing landscape, uh, you know, putting your money towards like climate focused projects is more like a, a tagline, marketing tagline, as opposed to an operational necessity, right? Like we should be deploying capital in ways that are like changing the world and like making the world a better place. Uh, and that can also provide a really big return on investment, right? Because these projects aren't just charity, right? So there can be more mainstream attention towards like specific climate projects and then more storytelling around each project. Like I think people want to invest in things that they feel like a part of, right? Like, I don't know. I feel like, you know, we've seen like, I don't know, to draw a parallel, like, you know, the GameStop stuff, like people feel connected to the other people investing in those companies, even though they're meme stocks, you know, it's part of a revolution. And I think that, you know, uh, there could be something really exciting from like a retail investor perspective with an app uh, for climate, you know, climate, climate investment projects, renewable energy projects, uh, really making that strong impact and, and, you know, you feeling part of that and, you know, putting your money where it's doing good, right? Because like a lot of people are like, oh, like, you know, I want to change, like I want to use a, you know, uh, I don't know if I can swear, but like a, a metal water bottle, right? Right. And right. like. Yeah, I don't use metal. I don't use reusables, Tupperware, blah, blah, blah. But like, the best thing that you can be doing is like giving money to this this problem. Like, you know, we need more money. There needs more capital to be deployed in in 
the climate change. Like there just needs to be more money and to exactly. be put to more good. For sure. Right. So that's that's the, the the next step, I think, and making people actually having like an impact. Right. Like use your dollars to offset your carbon impact instead of like trying to make lifestyle changes. I think people are really busy in our generation. It's gonna be hard to to really quantify those things. For sure, we see that stuff uh, with Mr. Beast. He's uh, Team Trees and then Team C's, yeah. and uh, but this is from an investment standpoint. That seems pretty interesting. We'll see if I can get him on the pot. But uh, anyway, yeah, uh, going back, to. yeah, that's awesome. Um, so going back to the background, would you mind providing um, the audience a little bit of background about you? Sure. So uh, my name is Michael Sakand. I'm the founder and CEO of Our Future. I'm a senior at University of Michigan. Just about to close out my last semester here, starting in 2022. Going to be focusing full time on my media company, Our Future, after graduation. Not like I'm not focusing on it full time right now. Uh, you know, uh, living in Ann Arbor, Michigan during the school year, currently back in California. Uh, so yeah, Our Future is a you know a modern day media and entertainment company. Uh, we focus in the business category. We are a viewership leader for short form business content. We make short videos about the business world in under one minute by following our accounts, whether you look at our future on YouTube or our future on uh, Instagram or our future on uh, TikTok, we actually have two different TikTok pages, our future bites and our future stories. Our future bites is where you can get like really interesting news content, fun facts about the business world, uh, learn things like the biggest company in every country. Well, on my page, you're kind of invested in these narratives in the business world. For example, one of our recent videos revolved around how the CEO of Domino's admitted, admitted its pizza was trash. It was all about how uh, we told a story about how the CEO of Domino's was able to correct the course of the company by acknowledging that there was a problem with the product. And, uh, you know, Domino's has outperformed Facebook, Google, and Amazon in the past decade, which is, which is, yeah, crazy. I saw so, that one. That was really interesting. It uh, really shows how important honesty is in business. Yeah, definitely. And the more companies need to, to embrace it. But, yeah, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to be, do a great job of explaining our content. I think you should just go watch it. and if you're listening, maybe you have seen it. You don't know if it's me, right? So our future, check it out. Uh, you know, we're a 60, 70 million a month brand. And, um, you know, we're trying to take this thing to the moon in 2022 and beyond. Really be become kind of a go-to source of business news and knowledge. Like, you know, Wall Street Journal is our parents' brand. There's a lot of opportunity to create um, another source of, of, of business news and entertainment. For sure, I completely agree. I'll have a, I'll have a link for our future posted down below in the episode description if anyone's interested in checking it out. Um, so Michael, what's your main motivation and what inspired you to teach uh, people about business? I love junior college. Um, and I always wanted to start a business, but like I never really had the skills to. Like my first idea was like an app and like I just like couldn't build it. But then I, I like did the podcast and I was like, holy like I can be a media entrepreneur. Right. I don't need to know how to code. So I was able to make my dreams come true by myself. So I started, you know, cold emailing famous CEOs and founders, doing great interviews, learning so much, um, and just getting on this path to building a brand and a startup. So, you know, learned just so much in that period of time. Um, I always loved reading like business books, business biographies, magazines, Forbes. Harvard Business Review, Wall Street Journal, I was really nerdy. I love consuming business content. And I think my unique skill set is in public speaking, it's in marketing, it's in, um, you know, like maybe PR and, and, and content writing and storytelling. And when you take all those skills together, uh, you know, uh, I found a great outlet for them. And, uh, you know, I think being in journalism was always kind of a, a path for me. I was like a journalist in high school, 
so I was able to combine my passion for business and journalism and, uh, you know, build like, uh, you know, the next Wall Street Journal, hopefully. That's awesome. I mean, some people might know you from uh, your podcast, Our Future, which you decided to cancel recently. Um, but why is that? Yeah, so we, we were doing the podcast. It just wasn't attracting enough viewers, right? It was doing just like a couple hundred listeners per episode. And I, I wasn't like, I want to build a defining brand in the category. I want to build a brand that a lot of people know. Like, I just want I want to be that that brand that like people think of when they think of like, oh, I want to learn about business. Like, here, do you hear about this? Like, I saw this on our future. Or like some entrepreneurs like, yeah, I was featured on our future. So, you know, you can't really build a media startup without a huge audience. So like, I was like, okay, the best place to start is by building a short form audience, then building a community out of that and transitioning to more long form content, which is why we might relaunch the podcast. But yeah, just me, me doing a podcast, like wasn't attracting enough viewers. Like discovery is a huge problem. Um, you know, I was getting huge guests and it, I just like, it wasn't crazy enough of a podcast to spread viral with virally through word of mouth or LinkedIn or whatever. So, you know, I, I got it to like 40, 40,000 downloads before I decided to, to pull the plug and, and focus on short form content, which is where all of our generation is spending their time and it's what they're consuming and it's what they like and it's what they share. Um, and it's what they have time for. So, you know, we took all the, I took all the energy and passion I put into the podcast and decided to devote it to, you know, telling stories and creating little videos that, you know, people could, could learn about business in a short amount of time and share with their friends and just uh, bring really cool, interesting content to a platform that doesn't have a lot of that stuff. I think we're, we're entering a new uh, generation of content where like the stuff that you see on like TikTok or Instagram or YouTube shorts, like it's not just dogs or cats or girls dancing like it's it, it's actually going to educate you entertain you um so yeah we want to be a, a, a leader uh in this new kind of emerging kind of short form media revolution uh because you know tiktok was the most uh visited domain in 2021 more than google right so you know with a billion users uh, three times that of like twitter or something so i think it's i think it's certainly the future right short short form videos are the future and we want to be a leader in that category in the business business niche I completely agree. I mean, um, moving to a platform where the younger audiences uh, strategically makes the most sense in terms of capturing that audience, um, which is why I'm also deciding to transition into short-term content too, um, just because if you want to be able to grow the brand, you have to focus on where people's attention is. Mm -hmm. Definitely. You got to go. You got to go where your competition is. There's so many good business interview podcasts that have all these, these huge audiences, but like, you look at like the TikTok landscape, like there's no good, there's not much good business content. So it's like, okay, I did what so many entrepreneurs told me to do in like my interviews and in the stories I tell, like just go where they are. Do the blue ocean strategy, go where the competition isn't. And that's what we did. Like we don't see right. Forbes and Wall Street Journal and these other brands creating good content in short form. We're leading that charge. We are creating a new business news and entertainment network on short form media. We're the first to do it. We're going to monetize it. We're going to build a business out of it. A multi-million dollar business out of it, right? So you also like, don't see a lot of people creating a value on TikTok either. Yeah, you know, most of it's just copying it. trends and stuff, which is unlike yeah. on Twitter or bigger other platforms. You're adding value if you want to grow. Yeah, I want our viewers invested in like, holy shit! Like, I learned something. I want to share that with a friend, right? Like, that's the type of emotions that we want to. We just want the people's attention, and we we just want to make the most of that attention when we have it. And why do you think it's important for the younger generation to learn about business? 
Uh, I just think that, well, I think it's already happening. Like, I think young people are getting more invested in their careers and in entrepreneurship than ever, right? Like the internet has enabled kids to start multi-million dollar businesses from their dorm rooms, right? So I think having a brand that is kind of a Nike type brand where it's like, here's what other people are doing, I can do it too, right? Like, here's a strategy that this entrepreneur used. Like, maybe we can integrate that. Like, let me share Michael's video or our future's video with a friend. You know, here's how the founder of Calm was able to get this huge wait list for his product by some using some gimmicky website, right? Like, this lady was, she literally, like, uh, she, uh, you know, the, the, there's just all these anecdotes that we tell that people can kind of integrate into their own journey. And, like, the best part is that they're just super short, very digestible, and I think that our content is going to bring more business leaders and more entrepreneurs into the world. And I think that's a really positive impact, right? I think it'll, it'll inspire more people to become entrepreneurs uh, because we're telling stories in an exciting way, right? Like there's dope music, the graphics are sick. Like we're making heroes out of these characters. We're telling stories, right? In a way that hasn't been done. And by creating business entertainment, that's how you bring more entrepreneurs and business leaders into the world. Because entertainment is like, like the Wolf of Wall Street probably changed an entire generation of young men and that was business entertainment so like you know the 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 possibilities for for bringing more kids into the business world uh, are huge and you know of course it's important to get an interest in business early on right like you know starting starting earlier on entrepreneurship or internships or whatever the more successful you're going to be like the earlier you start right like it takes a long time to build up muscles in the business world and find something that eventually works but you know the earlier you get in the better and like you know if we can be a some X factor in that, like I'm, I'm, I'm pleased. I agree. I mean, each of your pieces of short-term content are all different stories, which all offer new perspectives, which is a uh, perspectives key. So perspectives, everything. So that could uh, especially be helpful um, for inspiring the next generation um, who want to create businesses. Um, but yeah, you recently hit a hundred K on YouTube shorts, which is a huge uh, accomplishment and props to you. Do you think uh, short term, short form content will replace long term content or it's more like a compliment? Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely a, in terms of time spent, I think it will replace it, but it'll always be like long form content will always like, of course, be really valuable. Um, you know, TV shows, movies, etc. I think we're at a point where in like that stuff like instead of spending time on like long form YouTube videos, you're just gonna be spending time on short term, short form videos. So like, I don't think that short form video is gonna replace like Netflix, but I think that it will replace the time you spent watching, you know, a 20 minute video from like your favorite, like YouTuber or just scrolling through YouTube, right? Like you're just gonna be seeing a lot more content per minute as a, you're just gonna be cycling through a ton of different content per minute. Um, so yeah, well, you know, I don't think it will, replace it but it might replace it from it already has replaced it from a, a share of your time and meet on the media format like pe people are spending more time watching short videos than they are watching long videos reading articles listening to podcasts etc for sure it's easier especially when scrolling it's way easier to in less than a second have a new video pop up and then you get more people on the platform uh, for longer periods of time the video could be less than 30 seconds and people, if it reaches a large audience, people could end up spending hundreds, if not thousands of hours on the platform just because of that one 30 second clip. Um, so yeah, I think in terms of time spent, I completely agree. I think it could be something way more than long-term content like uh, YouTube. Definitely. Yeah. 
So you progress from the podcast to short form content. Where do you want to focus on next uh, in terms of the expansion of the Our Future brand? Yeah, man. I think for one, like I just want to get, I just, there's a lot of things, right? Like for one, like we recently launched a Discord and it's just been really hard to drive engagement. Like building a community is hard. I think the challenge for our future is we have this big, massive uh, viewership base, but like very few of those people actually give a shit. So very few of those people are actually bought into me, bought into the brand. Very few of those people would want to wear a hoodie. Uh, very few of those people would want to, uh, you know, uh, subscribe to like maybe a newsletter or something, right? Like they're a lot of them just, you know, we're just reaching them, you know, they're, they're hitting subscribe after a lot of them are hitting subscribe or follow after they see our content. But at the most part, it's at the behest of algorithms to deliver it, right? So people aren't actively seeking us out. They're just getting us because we know how to run the algorithms. We don't know how to create great content on those platforms. So yeah, we're getting a lot of eyeballs, but we don't have a lot of warriors for the brand. We don't have a lot of true fans, right? So like, right. I think building that is going to be important, right? Like you want, you want like the guys that like, yes, theory or like Colin Samir and like these other creator brands have done a great job of building community. And I think that's what we're going to need to do going forward. Whether we do that via relaunching the podcast or trying to focus on some maybe exclusive uh, paid for speaker series where we curate, you know, interesting people to come talk to our group. I don't know. Uh, but I also think from the perspective of monetization, right? Like we're probably only getting like 1% of the value or less 1% of, or less of the value we put out in the world uh, back through you know, monetization, right? So like, I wanna figure out ways to just monetize this out of what we're doing because we're getting so many views. Like why aren't we making hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, per quarter, right? So like, that's what I wanna do. Like I want, no, this isn't my main studio, but like I want billboards behind me, right? Like I want brands to buy space on my wall, right? Like right, right. I want I want companies paying me for pure play PR. Like it's not even an ad, but like we're telling a story about someone and it's still different than being featured in Forbes, right? I want um, to, uh, you know, increase our merch sales. I want to make sure we have like more sponsors per week. I want to, I want partnerships with venture capital firms. I want to do more licensing deals. Like that's, that's kind of what I want. I want to build a bigger business and then use the, you know, we're building a consulting business too, uh, for helping like podcasters get onto like short for media and then, uh, you know, use those, use that capital to, uh, invest in, in building more. Like maybe we bring on another creator. Maybe we use that capital to hire like a, a long form YouTube team, a podcast team to help us run the podcast. Right? Like there's a lot. Right. And I think, it doesn't make a lot of sense to try and do something else right now. We have a platform that's working. How big can we take it? How much money, how big of a business can we build off what we're doing right now and the big ass audience we have right now? And once we've tapped that out, I think that makes sense to be like, okay, we've, we have this war chest. Where are we gonna deploy it? Are we gonna deploy it on a podcast? Are we gonna deploy it on a super premium community? Are we gonna deploy it on more short form content? Right? Are we gonna deploy it on building an agency like VaynerMedia, right? right. So yeah, you can do something that works. I agree. Focusing just on the thing that works right now makes the most sense. I mean, you have the Yeti strategy. They focused on only a couple products, and they didn't start expanding their product line till they really got that down. And then, uh, yeah, building a community is really tough. And I think TikTok's a great place to uh, reach out, but I don't think conversions will happen there with clients. I think it's going to be through other networking platforms like Twitter. And that's hard because it's hard. It, it's really, you get a very low conversion rate from TikTok to people coming to other platforms, um, which is the, one of the struggles that uh, is hard to figure out. 
Yeah, I mean, the conversion rate on TikTok is low. Um, it definitely converts. Like, you can bring an audience from TikTok to other platforms. Uh, but you're right. Like, it's hard. Like, you know, you get all these views, but, like, a very tiny percentage converts. And But that's just the stage of social media, right? Like, getting conversions is extremely hard, right? And uh, it'll always be a challenge, right? So it's about how, how can you do creative calls to action and, and whatnot. Dude, is your is the background of your podcast looks just like the background of our future? Oh, really? We use yeah. the same image. Yeah, I think I just I don't know if it's found some new. Co- oh, yeah, uh, very similar. I did see. I don't I, know if it's I, the I, same one. I think it's different. I think it's different, but I did see that uh, same thing as a new copyright um, background. I was trying to find something uh, that uh, matched up with the brand, with the stock markets and stuff like that, but. Yeah, it's very. No, I'm sure, I, it's weird how we have. Yeah, you know, we're not super financy brand, but we do have the the, the graph in the back. Which I think is, I don't know. I like it. It's a cool touch. Yeah, I think it. I think it matches well. I think yours. Uh, yours. Your logo is very clean. Just the two words, so it matches well too. Um, and to uh, wrap it up here, what would you say is the number one thing the next generation uh, should understand about business? I really think you just have to like just start. I think you just have to like do stuff like I wasn't able to build like a, a successful business until a year, a more than a year after starting our future, right? So like, it took me a while to like figure out what to do and everyone has to start somewhere. So you just have to start. And I think you really just have to, to try and like, just get something going. Like, don't worry about that. Dude, don't, don't be making your friends sign NDAs. Like don't do any of that stuff. Just really just like, just build something, like build a podcast like you, Shameless, like, you know, just like get some momentum, right? And momentum begets momentum. So if you can just get some momentum, some something that's gonna open doors for you and like you can scheme your way, you can find your way into deals and get better at business over time. Uh, that is that is what my advice, right? Just like find ways to scheme and hustle and create value for other people. And you're gonna uh, find, you're just gonna get really good at business. You're gonna understand networking you're gonna understand value creation. And I think uh, if you can just try to find holes and eventually you'll, you'll find a land on one thing that you can just exploit to build a business um, and uh, you know, focus on that. And then you, know, you build that and you have every opportunity available to you in life. For sure. Uh, all right, everyone, that wraps it up for today's episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Embit Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, it would mean a lot if you dropped a five-star review down below. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode. And special thanks to Michael for uh, coming on the pod. It was a pleasure. Dude, thank you, Seamus. Great podcast.